0: reporting live from the gutter the baby podcast with bba and potatoes
1: welcome guys to episode two of the bb podcast all right uh, we made it we did dude we did um there were there was a lot of stuff we would we were we decided to talk about but i think there's only one thing we can talk about right agu
0: yeah potatoes NBA finals sorry? nba finals is a full swing uh game six last night and uh we're on to a game seven surprisingly some folks I know you were very uh, stoked about that, BBA.
1: I sent that Zaza Pachulia video of him repeating game. I will never, for- that's like my, my favorite video of all time.
0: Wait, well, what video is that? I'm not really so, sure what you're talking the about. The
1: Hawks were playing the Celtics when the big three formed like four years ago, and nobody thought the Hawks were even going to win a game. And then they forced a game seven, and he was being interviewed. And then he just up grabbed the mic and just started saying, he goes, nothing easy. We go into game seven. And he walked off. He had,
0: he had his own Kevin Garnett moment before Dude. Kevin Garnett did.
1: He did. Anything he was did. possible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. I have to look that one up. <laughs> but That's yeah, good. yeah,
1: so we thought we'd do a quick game recap. And pretty much what happened last night was that the Cavs came out blazing. I think the Warriors only had 12 points in the first quarter. The Cavs beat yeah, them. By eleven or twelve quarters. or something yeah. like that. The, the Cavs beat them by twenty points in the first quarter. Uh, continued to dominate pretty much until the fourth quarter when it got down to nine points, and then. Um,
0: yeah, and and you you definitely expect when it gets down to nine in that situation that like, Curry or Clay is going to light up like they always do, and it's over in Cleveland for a second year straight.
1: But that didn't happen. Um, I was fully expecting Klay Thompson to go into a Game Six Thunder mode. When he just yeah. went off, didn't happen. And now we have a game seven. And Steph Curry was thrown out of the game. Uh Aisha <laughs> Curry has something to say about it. Saw
0: that. Saw that. Uh that's one thing. I've never seen the chef lose his cool like that. He I uh, haven't either. Had target practice with the fan right there, just uh faithful to slobber.
1: And you could see uh when you could like when they had the camera close up on him, you could see him say repeated I didn't think he cussed. I've never heard of him cuss. And yeah. just going, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Over the cool and over.
0: thing was he he dabbed he dabbed with the uh, Tyrone and the fan after you know he was wrong. He kind of calmly went off. But uh, my question is, how much is that fan going to sell that mouth guard for? That's the real question.
1: He doesn't need to, but he. That's can true. But like, well. how
0: much would it go for in the open market? No, but how, like, how much you know, would you pay for it? Do you know question. who that kid is? Who?
1: That kid who he got hit by the mouthguard.
0: I didn't. Even, I didn't realize. He's
1: he's the son of the minority owner of the Cavs.
0: Oh really? Well, yeah. If anyone on the sideline doesn't really need that, but it would be it'd be a neat thing to kind of follow up and see how much that mouth guard goes for.
1: I think I could get twenty thousand for it.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't and uh, Hakeem money over there?
1: It, I don't. I bet some gross person would. Boy, some. you have to have some fanatic? Like, like oh, they're, I, they're, I. They're out there. Yeah. They're out there. And um, I have Zach Randolph's headband he threw me from a game and I have it framed, and I just wonder how much bacteria is on it. So it's kind <laughs> you of should never
0: take it out of the case, man. Just leave yeah. it in there. So speaking of that incident, uh, I was talking to a good friend of ours. Uh, we call him Shabazz. Uh, he was saying that uh, he feels pretty pretty adamant in the fact that Steph Curry should be suspended, and going back and forth with him, I kind of disagree. I, I believe that for his actions, he should be suspended, because one, he had a fan, and that, ever since the debacle at the palace years ago that's been one of the nba's you know main things is you know limiting contact physical contact with fans that's that's a big no-no so it did hit a fan and if it was anybody else in the regular season they probably would see suspension but this is the mvp this is the golden boy in the finals in game seven trying to have his own jordan moment so i don't see the nba going there your thoughts bba
1: i think he should be suspended because like you said he hit a fan and even if you're like, like even if your shoelace comes off and you throw it and hits the fact that it hit a fan,
0: right, right,
1: I think is a big no no. But I quickly googled this and uh, I think Enos Cantor, I think that's I think that's how he say his first name. He did the same thing. It was Zaza just point two point Yeah, but better. <laughs> but but better. he was a uh, he was fined for it. And then Curry was fined this morning actually. Really? Yeah, Curry was fined twenty five thousand.
0: Yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, I can see that, but with uh, but in the situation right now in Game Seven, NBA is all about you know having the best players, the best faces on the court for the fans. Uh, you can't take Curry out of this. There's no way you do that.
1: What's what would have gotten Steph Curry suspended? What could he <laughs> have done in that game to get himself? Because I don't think about, he could do Nothing. anything. He,
0: yeah, he could have he could have gone to the bench, taken out a pickaxe and chop you know just take a swing at tyron lou and he would have been good for game seven there's nothing he could do that would get him to it for game seven i mean adam silver is is by far one of the best commissioners we've ever seen with handling players but uh, at a certain point the nba needs to have its stars to make money and have the ratings because i want to say it was the uh it was game five on the, on the friday they had abysmal ratings so it was like a 16 or a 15.8 or something like that and for a finals game, the NBA, you know, they don't want to see anything like that. So Game 6 definitely made up for that. And Game 7, you know, they want to have their full uh, star power out there. So um, anything short of a felony, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steph Curry's out there for Game 7, no matter what.
1: And also, one thing that happened during the game was is Iguodala uh, clearly was physically impaired. He couldn't – his back was too stiff. He couldn't really run. Yeah. And I don't see that getting any better for Game 7. I mean, he's going to get some treatment. It's going to be something, but
0: – Right, right. So, so say – okay, say your boy LeBron cleans it up, goes back to the Golden State, does the unthinkable, beats them three times in a row, two times in their gym. If you're a Golden State Warriors fan, do you point to Iggy with a bag of back and then Boga being out as the reason why? Or – do you pull the Cavs last year and say we weren't at full strength, or, or how, how do you go about that? Because in the grand scheme of things, they're so deep and they're so much better than they're such, they're just a plain better basketball team than Cleveland. Like you can't look at Bogut as being an X factor.
1: I think before I answer that, I gotta I gotta give out shout out to my boy um, Lebron James. And <laughs> I think what determines it is if Draymond Green did not get suspended. Right, basketball would have been over. Right, I think that killed the momentum. They had yeah, all this sure. momentum going forward, and if anybody can guard, see that's the thing. I don't understand why LeBron, when anybody besides Draymond is on him, LeBron could post anybody up on that team to the basket easily. I don't know why he didn't Clay. I don't. Know. Maybe Clay Thompson's a lot better defender than I give him credit for, but I think LeBron could have backed him down pretty easily. I think he could do the same thing with Livingston or Iguodala. I think Green is the only guy that can kind of stay with him and like not get pushed back as far. But I think if I've
0: I, I've been I've been struggling with that ever since Draymond's been in the league. Like I know he's an elite defender and he he's a, he's a bulldog out there. But I've never understood how he can go out there and just so easily guard and push around. Not only LeBron James, but like legitimate seven footers. I know Steven Adams had that dunk on him, but like it wasn't easy going for Steven Adams the entire time out there. Like he goes out and he just gets low, and I, I know he's strong, but like when you're Seven two, seven three, getting out there. Like you should be able to do a little skyhook over him, or mm-hmm. or power him down, or something. But he just seems to go out there and guard any position with so much ease. And especially LeBron James, like you're saying, arguably the best player on the planet right now, even in his later years of his career. Oh, I shouldn't even say that because who knows how long he's going to play for. But but yeah, it's it's just amazing to see Draymond go out there and actually D him up like no one else can.
1: But yesterday um lebron just i i can't even i i don't understand see you know like when lebron gets the ball he already takes up so much space as it is cuz he's so big right. and then he drives to the basket and then you like you look and you see like jr smith or somebody open that's not like even like they're behind lebron and right. somehow lebron still finds i don't know how he's doing it um but he's making like like i used to think steve nash is just ridiculous passer i think lebron is close to that right now in terms of how he's finding his guys and the fact. there's that an interesting stat happy. on
0: that I, I think and you know granted he, he's had more playoff games than most guys in their career but he is i think you want to say he's top four or five in playoff assists and and points really and and that's crazy and that's like going up with you know people like steve nash and other great point guards like tony parker but uh it's just a neat little stat like lebron's up there with assist uh i did like how Back to back he was, you know, old some call selfish, I call good LeBron, where he goes and looks for his own shot and his own points because obviously now two games in a row, that's the that's the recipe for success out there. You know, him just being aggressive and going for, for his own points first and then finding his teammates later. That I think that's what sets up the Cavaliers offense. Right. They don't exactly. have good ball movement like San Antonio or Golden State. So what they need is LeBron to just garners so much attention that, you know, J.R. Smith can get a hot streak right. going. He needs to be the focal point of the offense because if he's passing first and he's, he's just a passive player, then, like, you can have one Draymond on him. Right. Right? But when he's aggressive, man, it's just a completely different team.
1: And then you get Kyrie. If Kyrie gets going, you're
0: done. Oh, I mean, all these young bloods out here just yeah. reaching. He's telling them, don't reach young blood. but yeah. nah, they're yeah. out there.
1: Tristan Uncle Thompson. Uncle Drew's though. clowning them. Tristan Thompson is, I've never seen anybody get that many offensive rebounds. I've,
0: I've never seen someone suck so much in the regular season and just turn it on for the playoffs Dude, as much as Tristan else. Thompson yeah,
1: does. Like I, I did not agree with that. He even switched hands to, to, to shoot free throws because he was soon show, so, shooting so badly I, with the other Can hand. we just
0: talk about that for like one minute? I have never seen someone, he might have averaged 4-10 or 4-8 in the regular season, but come playoff time, he's He's like Andre Drummond in the regular season. He's getting 15 and 15 and easy. And they're all offensive rebounds. Right, exactly.
1: They're like, when you get an offensive rebound, it's huge. They give LeBron and Kyrie another chance. I mean, like, And it's demoralizing to the opponent, too. So, man, he's something else. Uh, but, yeah, I'll go. So, there's been a lot of talk about um, this game, Aisha Curry and what she said and everything. Do you think this game was rigged? Potatoes, I'm going to think sorry.
0: about my answer right here for a little bit. Um, I need to frame it the right way. I am a huge conspiracy theorist. I am the biggest conspiracy theorist you'll ever find about, about sports and you know events in general. I think that there's so much money involved and so many high-profile people involved in these things that not 100%, but to a certain degree, a lot of what you see, I believe in some way or another, is is set up or rigged. I mean, come on. You don't want LeBron James, one of the maybe, what, five greatest players of all time, coming out of this series two and five in his Finals career, going down 3-1, getting the 4-1 loss back-to-back when he has a good team to his side, not having that iconic career MJ Killer moment, you know, Larry Bird killer moment. Um that's just not a good look for the NBA. And I'm thinking if if he pushes this to game seven, which he did, man, you have the best think of this, think of the storylines here. You have the best regular season or season on the line if they win the whole thing on Golden State side. Then you have LeBron's legacy on this side. Then you have all the season talk of, you know, will Kevin Love want out? Are they really happy? Is Tyrone Lou even a A good fit for this team right now I mean there's so many angles you can take with this game and bring it to game seven just has the whole world not even just basketball fans just like so many people looking at this game and there's so much money being generated I think it was pushed to game seven Um, and then people come at me with uh, you know how, how can you say it's rigged when like you know people have to make the shot all these guys are so talented like like you if if you if there's like I don't know, and this is where it gets tough because like I think it still can be rigged like you can go out there and not play one hundred percent hard, efficient defense and let them score and then you know, it will look convincing, but I think I don't know. I, I think that in some ways, you know, like some of the calls and there's different you know, different facets. I can go into it all day, but I think it is at the end of the day, it was pushed to seven by the league. That's just how I feel. I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I, Before this series, I couldn't even believe that people were talking about the NBA being rigged. I thought Tim Donahue was just trying to get as much money as he possibly could. Yeah,
0: that was one isolated case, but I mean...
1: Um, but well, I mean, what I saw yesterday... I mean, I only started to really buy into it after Draymond got suspended. But yesterday, when I was watching the game, the Cavs blow him out in the first quarter. The second <laughs> quarter the refs start calling ticky tack fouls on Cleveland that weren't, they weren't calling in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And I remember I saw it, like it was a first foul in the second quarter. And I was immediately, that's the first thing I thought, like they wanted to bring the game close. Like they want to make it close because that yeah. same thing wasn't a foul in the first quarter. And, um, I, I think it is, I think it's rigged. I think hundred percent, the NBA is trying to do what it can to, this, the, I like, I mean, I like what you said earlier. Um, the only thing you can't rig unless you put something inside the basketball is the ball going in the basket. And right. you can't rig Kyrie and LeBron scoring 41 because those weren't our free throws or calls. Those were jump shots yeah. and layups. Yeah. Um,
0: like at some point you have to play the game and then the more talented player is going to show out. Right. But there's other things you can do to help, help that outcome, you know, become reality.
1: I do think it's rigged though.
0: Yeah. I mean... Going back to the the folded envelope in the draft, um, too. And, and and the draft is a whole nother beast. We'll get to our, our uh, next episode. We'll get to the draft since it is coming up next week. But um, it's just like I had this whole theory, and, and people call me a crackpot for it. But I'm thinking, okay, LeBron goes – first, his first stint in Cleveland isn't working out. He's young, has a, a horrendous team around him who he carries on his back to the finals. You know, it doesn't work out. He needs help. Goes down to uh, Miami and Dwayne Wade, Pat Riley, gets his two rings. What's Cleveland doing in the meantime? Oh, they're just stacking up number one right. picks back to back to back to right. back. You know, getting Kyrie. I mean, I don't know Anthony Bennett didn't work out, but whatever. <laughs> you know, getting Wiggins to make the Kevin Love deal. Exactly. And, and after LeBron has his rings and his notoriety, and he's like the money maker, the face of the league. You know, like superstar. Almost to a Tiger Woods stratosphere um, globally, he goes back to Cleveland with the whole team in place. Do you think if Cleveland was still the scrappy team he was when he left, would he ever go back to Cleveland? No, no. He would have his five, six, or seven rings in Miami and be happy with it. You know, they'd build a dynasty down there. But, but that's that's like my main NBA conspiracy is that they just set up Cleveland for him to return.
1: I just think LeBron was smart for going back there because it shows. I mean, yeah, I mean, how do you not go back there? Yeah. yeah. Um, cause everybody says he wasn't going to leave Miami, but I mean, Kyrie's top two or three point guard in the NBA. Like you can't really, man, his handles, his yeah, handles He still like want to do things. Oh man. He's, he's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I, I, it's just, I'm rough. It's just, just one big coincidence. Like, can you rig a draft? Pick? I don't know. It just makes no sense to me.
0: I mean, there's a lot of things you can rig out there. And, and you you, you're talking to, uh, like I said, the self playing ultimate conspiracy theorist. But, uh, uh, I mean, we'll see. It, it is Game 7. And I will say, like, conspiracy, no conspiracy. I am a huge NBA fan, obviously, for doing this podcast with you. And uh, I, anything for more basketball is a good thing in my eyes. Right. So I'm looking forward to Game 7. Um, with that said, and with this whole episode coming uh, to a wrap, time for our picks, BBA and Potatoes picks do you got? Cleveland. Cleveland. I like that one. One word conviction.
1: Cleveland. All right, tell I tell you why. The two, the one person, I th- or not the one person, but Bogut is a huge loss for Golden State um, because then you he kind of allowed Draymond to do his thing on the perimeter. Uh, I don't know if Verja can step up. Uh, Harrison Barnes has been completely non-existent. In these last three games he's missed right. like I saw his shot chart and like it looked like I don't know. it was just like an X O X O thing and it's just like too many continents there do
0: you think if he goes to a team like uh, like a New Orleans or or even like a Minnesota where he would quickly become the the main focal point guy you think he would uh, rise up like James Harden did not to that level but like do you think he would rise up his game no. you know or even like Detroit I think Detroit would be a perfect landing spot for him
1: Harrison Barnes will never be anything more than a great role player. Really?
0: Yeah, I probably really. believe
1: that. I don't think he can lead a team. He can, he doesn't.
0: I think he he can be a Demar Derozan type. He, he'll make a few All Star games and he'll he'll be the focal point, but I don't think he'll get to like a a superstar level.
1: I'm going to say the same thing about him as I did about Chandler Parsons. They both will never make an All Star team.
0: I believe that about Chandler Parsons. I think Harrison Barnes has the The talent to get there. If he works hard and he's a focal point, I think he can.
1: But the fact that Dr- Bogut's gone, Iggy's not healthy, and the Cleveland's been playing the way they have been, I think I'm gonna. It's a ballsy pick, but I'm gonna put my money on Cleveland. What about you? Okay, all
0: right. <sighs> One word: Warriors. Mm. And here, here, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying the Warriors are the better team, even with Iggy unhealthy and Bogut out. Uh, I think if it was just them on on the playground, the Warriors would murk them. It, they, you can't. They're going back to Oracle. You know it's going to be crazy in there. People are going to be throwing mouth P, mouth guards at LeBron left and the right. But but I think the outcome will be Cleveland winning because of LeBron's legacy. You can't have him go two and five in in the playoffs and in, in the finals. You got to give him a third ring in Cleveland. Give that city what it needs. Have the whole summer of LeBron again, you know, a big parade. Then he goes back to Cleveland, signs long term. So, purely basketball wise, I think Warriors are better, and I think they should win. But, and I'm sticking to my Warriors pick, but I think Cleveland will win.
1: I think they have the momentum going into this game.
0: Yeah, you're going more wholehearted faith into this. I'm going complete screwball alien conspiracy theory on you, but uh, but all right. We'll so you got you got Cleveland. I got the Warriors. This will set up a good episode three.
1: All right, and then uh, okay, okay. Well, we I guess we'll we'll offline put a bet on this, and then
0: um, no, 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 Let's put it online. Let us see. Let's go. Let's for put something. it online.
1: Yeah, we have a few right. minutes left. Algu, what do you what do you want to lose?
0: Uh, I want to. Mm, that this is this is good. This is this could be really good. This is game seven on the line. You being a huge, 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 huge Houston Rockets supporter, I want to see you, and I know you, know, I know you have a lot of friends from Dallas um,
1: <laughs> in the area, no. so
0: you have an access to a Dirk Nowitzki jersey. I need to see you in full Dallas Mavericks gear, face-painted, Nowitzki jersey on, you know, just... Just take that picture and put it up as your profile picture for uh, a little while. And then, you know, only say good things about the Mavs in the uh, next podcast. All
1: right. Well, I'll see if I can get one. Sorry, I'm at my home office. There's a phone call. August August receptionist says, um, uh, I'm going to see if I can find a potato costume for cheap. (laughs) And if the Cavs win, you're going to have to wear it for a day. I'm okay with that. I, I can do that. I okay. Do that. And you're going to have to make
0: it your profile picture. Virtual handshake on that. I all like right. It. Game seven coming up. All right. I want to thank all the listeners out there for uh, crawling through another episode with us. Um, yeah. And we'll uh, we'll be back for episode three. Thanks, guys.
1: All right. Peace out, guys. Much love. Let's get it. 1st stack my damn, damn. Then I'm stack some
0: I do my count, hide the rest of the-